everybody, and welcome here to our 17th episode here of the K2 Podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in uh, Monday, uh, June 29th, so we're almost through the month of June. Uh, so our guest today, a uh, really nice guy. I've had a chance to speak with him uh, before coming on to the show. His name's Michael Muldoon. Um, he is a certified uh, scuba diver. Uh, he's also a practicing yogi. Uh, he's got a lot of great information and some really cool stories today that I think we'll uh, all find enjoying. So everybody, welcome Michael Muldoon to the show. Thanks for being here, Michael. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kevin. Good oh, to be certainly. here, man. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. So uh, when I first uh, got uh, drawn to you or when I first came across you, uh, I noticed that you were a scuba instructor, and that really intrigued me. How did you get involved into that? Like, what was the what was the uh, intro into that? So, so I'm a diver, not an instructor. Uh, I'm okay. certified, certified diver, not an instructor. So the okay. way it happened was we – my family did a – we did a Disney cruise to the Grand Cayman or, or they stopped in the Grand Cayman. Uh-huh. And uh, my mom had advised us. She said, make sure you see Seven Mile Beach, right? So we did a tour – and then we got dropped off at Seven Mile Beach for a couple hours. Fell in love. Fast forward the next year, we started vacationing there every summer. Every, every summer. So the first couple of years, we snorkeled. And the snorkeling is just fantastic. But it's really about the scuba diving. We got, got the bug. So the third year we were there, we got certified with ambassador divers, uh, Jason Washington and John and Chris and the great folks. Shout out to them down there. <laughs> uh, so they certified us that third year. And then we came back the fourth year and the fifth year. And after that, it became dive trips. And we just fell in love with it. You know, it's, it's just so blissful and serene to be under the water and peaceful and it's adventurous and it's fun. Yeah. So yeah, me and my wife and son did it. And uh, yeah, it just became a, a passion of, of mine and of theirs. No, that's awesome. So uh, where have you been about? Because some of the pictures I looked at, I saw some clear blue water, looked pretty exotic. Where are some of the places that you've been? Well, most of the diving I've done is in Grand Cayman. I think out of the uh, 30-something dives I've done, 80% with Grand Cayman. Uh, I've done St. Martin as well. Uh, I have dove in Hawaii a little. Um, and Bahamas, we did a, a dive. Really? Uh, it? There might be a couple others, but it's, it's mainly Grand Cayman. That's why most of the pictures I have are so darn good. Because yeah. the clarity the clarity there is just it's phenomenal. Have you come um, across yeah. any wild animals like or wild fish or what, what kind of – you know, so sharks, sea creatures have you come a across? Sharks, a couple of sharks we got to dive with were the most exciting. Um, a really, a couple of nice big eels. Uh, you know, it, I tend to, when I see an animal like that, get drawn toward it, uh-huh. right? Whereas my wife is a little more drawn away from it and kind of, you know, trying yeah, to keep sure. me away from it. So uh, <laughs> I have uh, one video up on my YouTube where I'm kind of chasing this eel, and I know my wife is very nervous about it because they can turn on you pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a couple of shark encounters that I really liked. They were smaller sharks. Uh, I do have, you know, um, you know, uh, visions of, of getting seen hammerheads and going down to the Galapagos and things wow. like that. Uh, but even just for me, seeing a little baby shark and being able to swim next to it and, uh, you know, experience that kind of creature is uh, it's fun. And, and I got to tell you, Kevin, turtles are also uh, a big fan. I of saw all. the big, uh, big picture there you had of a turtle. I think I used it on the intro pick. I thought that was so cool, man. Yeah, we love turtles. And the cool thing about it in Grand Cayman, there's one beach I'm not going to name because we don't want to spoil the secret okay. where you can you can go every day and, and swim with four to ten sea turtles like that. Not scuba diving, just snorkeling right off the shore. Sure. Uh, so we go there. If we go for a week, we'll probably go there three times and make sure we just go for an hour. Yeah. We go out and, and they just come and, and they're eating the grass and, and it's 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 really communing with nature at its best. Sure. I, so. I, I mean, it's something that I kind of wanted to get involved in. And that's part of the reason why I contacted you to come on to the show. But could you uh, maybe 
it for me sometimes I find that it maybe it's an expensive hobby. Is it is it costly or what is the price typically run? How's that work? It, it is. It's it's you know once you get in. I mean we don't own our own gear, right? So sure. we rent gear. We're not you know. I mean it does get super expensive sure. if you buy all, all of your own stuff and you travel with it as well. Um. So yeah, I mean, but if you think of any vacation you go, you're gonna have a, you know a couple hundred up to a thousand or more depending on how big your family is for entertainment or things sure. you know shows or um you know excursions, different sure. kinds of excursions. So. It, as long as you plan, it, it's not that bad. Um, and when you go to a place for, you know, if you do six dives in a week, they do cut you a good deal. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not as bad as you think. And no, I'm sure. And so uh, not to delve too much into your personal life, but how do you finance some of this stuff? Is there – what do you do? Well, I, I mean, I have, a, I have a job. We work. We, sure. we, we say we do the trips. Uh, you know, it's usually just once a year. Sure. Um, and uh, the one the trips in Cayman, we found a way to rent a condo with you know my folks, the grandparents, and, and my my wife's mom, and um, it's it's not as as crazy expensive as you think. Sure. And uh, do you work in project management? Is that right? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I work in IT. I, IT support. Right. I've been an IT professional for twenty years, providing services to different clients around the world, um, doing data center work and, and things of the sort. You know, building data centers, moving them, taking them down, things sure. like that. And, you know, before you came on, we were talking a little bit about meditation and some of the yoga practice and you doing that cool necklace that you got on. Uh, tell everybody where that necklace came from again. Uh, it's from the Chanyan Monastery. Uh, so the Chanyan Monastery is in Carmel, New York, and uh, they have the largest Buddhist statue outside of Asia, I'm told. Uh, it's a real special place. Uh, there's obviously Buddhist monks there studying. When it first opened, the Dalai Lama appeared. Uh -huh. uh, he came and appeared. It was, it was obviously a big to-do in the town. Uh, so it's a very special place. It, it, it's, it's secluded. You go, you can see the big Buddha. Uh, they have a gift shop where you can get, you know, beautiful things like this. Um, and then they have a cafeteria you can go eat. They have a pond where you can feed turtles. Um, it's just a really wonderful, warm, loving place. And it's right around the corner from me. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's something I've, I've tried to take advantage of um, to, to visit a couple times a year at least. And how did you get involved into yoga? So I started doing yoga uh, up in the town I went to college, New Paltz, New York, right? So I think it was around 97. Uh, right around the time I was graduating, I started practicing, and I've been on and off, mostly on for the last, you know, 25 years. Um, and, and recently, I've been practicing a lot, uh, getting very deep into my meditation and practice. Um, you know, my, the school I had done had just done a chakra cycle, eight-week chakra cycle, where each week they focused on one. And the last day of the last chakra was the Saturday before everything got shut down in March. It was very odd; like they had to shut down the next day. Right. Um, so it's it's and now now actually I've been speaking with them and they're getting ready to open up again. Right. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's yoga is powerful. It helps a lot of people. Uh, most people who do it will find benefit. Uh, the hardest part is just getting started. Yeah, um, I think that's probably with anything. The hardest part is getting just like scuba started. diving. Yeah, just like scuba sure. diving, the hardest part's really delving in, diving in and taking that chance. Yeah, right? exactly. No, that makes sense. And uh, so, what benefits do you mostly obtain from it, or what do you think people typically, when they get into yoga, could expect to gain from it? You just get a little more clarity of what you want, right? You get a little more clarity of what's inside of you. You know, for what I've been taught, the purpose of really yoga is to prepare the body for meditation. And meditation is just to quiet the mind, to listen to your inner spirit and kind of your God, right? Sure. And whatever you believe in. Is, and that's really what it does. It's, it's not like a, a drop of a hat, a drop of a hat. It's, it's a process. It takes years and years. Uh, but, you know, if you study the yogis, they have these kundalini awakenings and then things just align in your life and, and – I think if you have the right, you know, amount of, of passion and energy and it's positive, you try to help people, that's when you can really align with the spirits of the universe and, and make a difference sure. in the world. Um, so, you know, you know, you can really help you with that. And uh, it's, it's also just a good break from yourself. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a kind of a little reboot. 
Um, and once, once you start doing it, it becomes easier and, and the benefit just grows uh, exponentially. Sure. Uh, so I mean, it's definitely it, something I've always, no, I've always been interested in it, but I think I kind of got to take your advice a little bit and just get started, you know, just kind of find like, how take long, it slow. Don't, yeah. You don't need to do a half hour meditation. Do a, do a three minute meditation. Do it every day for a week. That's Three a minutes. good point. That's that's what I've, seconds. when I've looked into it, I've heard some people say it could be as little as two, three minutes, just finding that time and just get the ball. Just rolling. do it every day. Do it every day. Maybe when you're having your morning coffee, sure. it doesn't even have to be, you know, binding up like a pretzel and sitting on a cushion. Right. Do it. If you have your morning coffee to sit down, have your first sip, shut your eyes and count to 60, you know, or count to 120 or right? do something just to kind of slow your mind sure. and then do it, do it consistently and see if you get a benefit from you. I bet you, you will. I'm sure. And you also said, uh, you know, I guess for a lot of people with the whole quarantine aspect, how is it meditation and practicing yoga helps you during quarantine? Or um, it? it actually helped me tremendously. So one of the first things um, that, that I reacted to when we went to uh, quarantine was was my yoga school. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we just gotten done with this big uh, um, uh, chakra cycle, and I was like, oh, my God, yoga's going away. What am I going to do? So I, I contacted the teacher, uh, Adrian, uh, one of the owners, and uh, pardon and I said, look, I would pay you to do this online. Like I would pay, you know, if you could get a something set up. I didn't even know what Zoom was, Kevin. I had never used it before. Sure. And uh, and and one of the other girls in class was like, well, ladies in class was like, yes, I agree. So and, and she was very excited, Adrian, because she thought she was gonna have to close down. And so quickly, I think Dave said it was in two days, they had classes online in Zoom. Right. So within 48 hours of this, oh my God, what's gonna happen? All of a sudden I looked up and I saw 15 of my fellow yogis in Zoom and we practiced class. Um, so it's been hugely beneficial. Not only to keep the yoga practice going, but to keep the community going. Right. Right. I mean, you see, you know the connection you get just by even doing this. Sure. Right. So if this is you're doing this with your group of 15 people or 10 people that you're used to doing it with, you know, and it's harder to map onto everything. Yoga, it, it worked. Um, you know, if you have your buddy, you go to the gym and you work out, it's going to be harder to, you know, get on your treadmills together at home or right, <laughs> whatever to have right. that connectivity. But even as we go back now, I was talking to Dave, is not getting to reopen. They're only going to have limited spots in that class. Right. They used to be on New Year's Day. There'd be 30 people in the class, Kevin. Right. It'd be like really tight. Now they're going to have maybe eight. Right. So you you can't just drop in. You have to sign up. Um, But also a lot of people will utilize the online now. It's a little easier. You don't have to go down to the studio if you get home from work late or, you know, you feel like your feet smell and you don't want to go. (laughs) I think that's some of the long term benefit I think we can get from this. Uh, But um, everything else in the physical world, in the brick and mortar physical world, is going to be different. It's going to be limited. Sure. It can never be the same capacity anywhere, really. Yeah. You know, so we have to adjust. I'm sure. And uh, I heard you mention chakra cycle. What is that? So it's the chakra, the energy, energy right. centers in the body. So it's, it's what they do is each week they would focus on one. Oh, and okay. Just, you know, yeah, yeah. Give talks on Dharma talks on each one and then and move all the, up the cycle. You know? Do you have like a favorite out. one or is there typically something that you enjoy? When you- <sighs> well, I, I, I have to say after this last one, it would be the crown chakra at the end just because uh, this one, this was the most intense chakra cycle I ever had. Um, and then because it followed everything that was going on at work, I was doing really well at work. Um, uh-huh. and then it stopped right at that last day, but then that's what I turned internal and that's where the show came from. Right. So it was, it's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy and so year. So what's man. the last one again? Uh, the crown chakra. Okay. And what does that one pertain to exactly? That's your that's connection to, to God. That's okay. like the connection. That's like, it's yeah, that's, that's the. And some people are, I know this is a question that I've heard before and I don't, maybe you have the answer. I'm not sure, but, um, some people sometimes believe that yoga or somehow, uh, meditation is a religion. Um, what is, what are you, how do you respond to that? Like, what, what would you say? No, to that? 
No, I think it's a philosophy. I okay. think it's a philosophy. I think it's a philosophy that explains all religions. Okay, because I heard you say, you know, I felt connected to God or my God, and I was just trying to kind of uh, understand that a little bit more and what that meant to yeah, you. Yeah, I kind of believe in the universal one God. Like I think that everybody's kind of everybody has the same one sure. uh, non-physical non-physical oneness that exists and i think whether you use christianity or judaism or islam to get to that uh -huh. everybody's doing the same thing which is live a good life help people along the way don't hurt anybody right don't be a dick and whether whether you think or not you're gonna burn in hell if you don't or if you think it's no big deal if you don't doesn't necessarily matter sure. i think it's really you know what what you do with your time so regardless uh, of the religion or background that you come from everybody could you know benefit from meditation absolutely right? i think i think that the meditation can bring you closer to whatever channel you utilize to go to god that makes a lot of sense yeah and, and i consider myself almost more atheist or agnostic not agnostic i guess but mm -hmm. you know i don't subscribe to it or organized religion sure. uh, but through my meditation i used to be i grew up catholic and i was very anti-catholic because of that went to catholic school i got out and got my slayer you know my jean jacket with a slayer sure. patch my hair long and yeah. then i rebelled uh, and i was very anti pushed against it and now i've kind of stepped back and kind of turned it and now i see the positive benefit of all religions as opposed sure. to the negative so it's, it's i think everybody's doing the best according to what they know and what they've been taught right uh, and these traditions are born out of nowhere um, you know, the fact that one says I'm right and you're wrong is what makes me tell, think that they're not, not everybody can't be wrong and everybody can't be right. You yeah, know? no, it's sure. I agree so, 100% uh, on and, that. Yeah, and, and you know, all the wars that are caused by religion obviously makes you step back and be like, hmm, why would I believe in that, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the piece I found through meditation has helped me again find peace with that animosity I used to have toward organized religion. Mm -hmm. I try to understand, you know, that people are doing the best to live the happiest they can and then, you know, to stop me stopping a jerk and judging them about it. Um, so yeah, but I think again, to your question, yes, meditation, I think can help anybody in any religion to uh, feel better about life and be more focused on what they really want. Right. No, that makes, makes a lot of sense. And so Frank Zappa, you know, I didn't really know of him until I had spoken with you and you're like, Hey, I'm a Frank Zappa friend. So I listened to a couple of his songs and I was oh. impressed. I was third. No, I was impressed. I thought they were great, but I didn't really know about it. How'd you get, you know, how'd you discover that music and how'd you come up? This is my signed book, my signed book by Frank. Nice. Yeah. I love Frank Zappa more than most. And so did you meet him personally or did you buy Never that? did. Never okay. did. Um, he, he passed away before I, I got a chance to see him. Uh, his last tour, I was 13, and uh -huh. I think I went seeing. I saw my first concert when I was 14, so it was it's just. You know, I missed them, uh, but I, I worked at a record store. My, mm -hmm. I worked at a record store from eighth grade till uh, secondary college, um, so I was exposed to just tons of music. Uh -huh. I wanted, and I was a musician. I played guitar, heavy metal, punk background, ACDC, Sabbath, sure. Metallica, Slayer. Then I get into like Minor Threat and uh, Misfits, Ted Kennedy's, Ramones, um, and then I started getting into classic rock. And, and then then I heard when I heard Zappa, I heard Apostrophe which is, you know, Don't Eat the Yellow Snow, and, and, and it just blew me away, blew me away. So I dug into his repertoire. Uh, I played an SG, played a Gibson SG. I just loved his sound. Nice. Um, and, and the SG made sense because I was very into Angus Young and, and Tony Iommi, and then Frank came along, and then and then Frank, you know, slowly took over, uh, and it just became one of my passions in life. And um, I also got very into the band Fish. You ever hear the band Fish? No. With the P. No, tell me about They're kind that. of in the Grateful, in the Grateful Dead uh, vein. Okay. They do a different show every night. Um, and yeah, I've seen, I saw them 146 times in concert. Traveled the country when I was younger. Um, and they, they play a Zappa song. They play, you know, I've seen them do it a few times. Uh, but yeah, so, so, so my, when I went to college, I was a big Zappa fan. I was seeing Fish all the time. And I was playing guitar a lot. So after I graduated college, I, uh, I got a job bartending in town. And a couple of the other guys in town were musicians as well, bartending. So we started a Frank Zappa cover band. 
we would we would all wait you know we were vampires we'd get up at you know noon meet at one you know um, have a beer <laughs> and then we just <laughs> Learn some some dirty Frank Zappa songs and just laugh and have fun. And right. we ended up learning about forty or fifty songs, and we did about five shows. You know, just at the local bar circuit. Uh, but it was really life fulfilling. You know, I got to play lead guitar in this little you know hacked Zappa band. Not hacked. Those those guys were more musicians than I was. I think. <laughs> um, and and then what happened was um, Andre Chomley started a band called Project Object. Right? So Frank died in '93, uh-huh. uh, but he had uh, played with some of the best musicians ever in the world, and he usually changed them up pretty frequently. So Andre started this band called Project Object, and he got Ike Willis. Ike Willis was Frank Zappa's lead singer from '78 until Frank died. Hmm. Lead singer and guitar player. Um, so Ike went on tour with Project Object. And that's what I got to first have a live Zappa experience, right? I saw them live. I saw Ike Willis. And he walked on stage. And it was like close as I could get to seeing Frank. Um, so I saw him a few more times. And then I got lucky uh, in 2001. And I sent you a picture of this with Ike and me. Uh-huh. Andre posted that they needed roadies. They needed people to help them load in their amps, stay sober, and then load out their amps at the right. show. So they were doing December 30th and the 31st in New York City. So I was like, great. I'll do it on the 30th. I'll be a roadie. Get to meet Ike and, and hang out with my sure. you know Zappa alumni, and then I planned. I got tickets for the thirty first with all my friends, and we're going to go down and party. So we went down, and I got to meet you know uh, Ike Willis, Pauline Murphy, Brock, uh, Don, Don Preston, and Bunk Gardner, all who were in Zappa's band. Three were in the Mother's of Invention, his his band from the sixties, and it was it was amazing. So I so I worked, got got a ticket for free, got to hang out with these awesome guys, and I bonded with Ike for the first time, and uh, I did did that a few more times. And um, probably about three more times. I saw them about 20 more times. And uh, after my fourth show, I said, you know what? I'm going to see if Ike will come on my show. So I sent him a note and I, I, on uh, Facebook and uh, you know, we chatted. And a few days later, he came on. Okay. And after that, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's been great. It's been great. So now I've just been connecting with you know different Zappa people. Andre came on my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Palermo has a big band in New York City that does Zappa music. He came on my show and told stories of going to see Zappa in New York City in 69 and so the great story about how he really wanted to go to see him in the city, uh, Kevin, but he uh, he got in trouble, he got arrested for pot in Jersey, oh, so he wasn't shit. allowed to leave the state, he wasn't supposed to leave the state, but uh, he broke, he, he jumped state lines and went to see Zappa, so it's a little weird, 1969, uh, it's good, just been having fun with it, you yeah. know, there's so many people that have such a passion for Frank Zappa that uh, I'm trying to light that up in other people as it gets lit yeah. up in me. So yeah. it is funny that you mentioned your buddy there got kind of hung up with some weed stuff, and you know now have t- times have changed. You know what I mean? Like since you know it's seems uh, more accepted, and a lot yeah. of people who've gotten in trouble for it, you know, kind of I feel bad in a way because it's just like it's you know it's it's different times now, and a lot of people are still living with that stuff. I wonder how that'll go on you know in the future with like getting rid of some of that stuff or you know people that are in jail for that you know that's well i was just gonna say look, I think there's there's thousands and thousands of people in jail right now because of yeah. that which is just it's it's, it's horrible yeah, and it's gonna be tough it's, it's gonna be tough mentally for those people while we're on the borderline of switching over for, you know to the more enlightened way yeah <laughs> i think uh and stopping the incarceration and, and wasting the money on it yeah um but you know we'll see we're headed in the right direction right we've made more progress than i thought we would uh but not enough as much as I'd like to take. <laughs> what would you? What do you mean by that? What would you like to see more of? Well, I think you know, full, full legalization of, of marijuana. Oh, be. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely that's, can that's, agree with that. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of seems kind of silly to say, okay, this state can do it, but this state can't do it. Yeah. Like it's just yeah, kind of yeah. silly. You know what I mean? It just, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird to me. But uh, so when you uh, going back to your scuba a little bit. Have you had any scary situations? Any times that you've dealt? Have you had any run-ins? Like where you like maybe run out of air or maybe swimming with the sharks? You thought you might get bit. How does that stuff work? 
So, uh, not worried about getting bit. Um, when I, I do get excited, I'm an excitable boy, as you can sure. probably tell. So, generally, when we would go down the first couple of dives, I burned my air a lot faster than everybody else. Really? And I did have one time where I was like, there was nothing left. And the instructor had to come over and like, give me his air, take me to the towel. <laughs> I just, I waited too long at the towel. Well, first, I, I sucked the air down too quick, and then I waited too long to tell him. So, it wasn't that scary, you know, but yeah. my wife gave me shit for that for a yeah, while. That's fine. Um, other than that, I think some of the more scarier things are more equipment related. Uh, you know, like when we first started diving and if you're one of the hardest things you need to do is you need to go down 30, 40 feet, right? right. Take your mask off completely really? and then put it back on and, and have all the water come out and be dry and okay. And that's a little scary. So when how come you take down, the mask off? You take, you close your eyes, uh -huh. take the mask off, you put it back on, you blow all the water out through the technique you learn, uh -huh. and then you have a dry mask and, and then you can breathe, you're breathing through the to the uh, regulator the so, whole time. But so my question eat. is though, why, how come you don't just put it on before you go in? No, 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 you do. Uh -huh. The test, what you need to do is you need to be able to take it off and put it back oh, on. Oh, it's in part of you get water. And it, well, it's also part of reality. You need to do that a lot, not take it fully off, but a lot of times you're- Just you're, in case something like that was to happen. When water squeaks in, so you got you got to be able to adjust and be comfortable down low. So I think that's the hardest thing mentally, yeah. because you can still breathe, yeah. but when you take that mask off, you kind of feel like you can't breathe. Yeah. Right, so so I know my wife That's had a weird. challenge with that. Yeah, it's, it's she had to like watch YouTube's of people how to get through it. <laughs> so that it's it's more of a mental thing though than a physical, you know, a physical. Right. Thing. Um, so you know, it's it's but if you take your time and you have the right instructors, you know, I think instructors have seen the nerves of every aspect of getting certified. Uh -huh. Right, they've seen people nervous about jumping in, people nervous about the mask part, people nervous about the fish part, and mm -hmm. they know how to get you through it. And and, and at least the, the folks I've dealt with do. Right. Um, so, yeah. Most yoga yeah. So have you? I've noticed in another photo you sent me there was a sunken ship there or something that was on the bottom. What was that one? That's the Kitty Wake. That's uh, the Kitty Wake down in Grand Cayman. So that was actually a U.S. ship. That I think it's the only U.S. ship that was given to a foreign country. Uh, and they and they sank it just for diving. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And I actually have a really cool video, um, which actually matches my theme of uh, Dooner's Guide to Merkwood, of me going in and, and traversing almost the whole thing. Really? It's about a minute and a half long. And at the end of it, if you watch, uh, you see Jose Andres, that chef I was talking about, yeah. the famous he comes out of the portal at the very end because that was the time I went scuba diving with him, which was just so much fun. Yeah. Uh, Jose Andres is a fantastic man. And uh, Did he get to cook oh, you any meals? Did he get to no, cook No, it's a funny thing. Should have been like, cook me a meal after, you know? So he gave me a uh, he, uh, rum cake is big down there, right? The, uh -huh. the tortilla rum cake. So he cut up a rum cake and then I gave his son one of my granola bars. That was, that was the only food exchange we had. But <laughs> <laughs> It was still a good time. Good team. I took pictures of me. It was, it was fun. Actually, his dive, his uh, sous chef was my dive buddy. And um, he was about to open the restaurant in D.C. And he had to fight with the president at that time. So it's very interesting to talk to a sous chef about the inside scoop of, you know, what they, they, they were planning this restaurant in, in, in his hotel. And all of a sudden, they're like, no bueno, no bueno. Right. And uh, so it's kind of heartbreaking because they were looking forward to it. But they were like, oh, God. Um, so interesting, interesting time. No, it is. And that is quite wild. So have you ever done any like um, treasure excursions or anything like that or something to find something neat under there? No, nothing like that. Uh, um, what, what you make me think about one dive, uh, Trinity Caves down in, uh, in Cayman, it's, 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 um, it's fingers, right? It's, it's, it's fingers and you go, you go onto the sand and it's almost like you're hiking underground because you, you, you go up and down and you're, on, and you're on the ground looking up at, you know, different coral formations, but uh, it's a different, it's not like diving over a reef or in a reef. So I almost feel like it's hiking under the sea. Uh, so that, that was kind of cool, but it wasn't really a treasure. I mean, you're always treasure hunting. Sure. Cause you're always looking for a little lobster or, yeah. or a shrimp or a, you know, or, or, or 
a anything. There's so many cool things down there. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So do you do I, any I, I, fishing at all? Uh, I don't. I don't. I thought about doing lion fishing, right? So, so the lion fish is invasive on the reef. Um, so they do. Um, it's it's good to kill them to get rid of them, and they're also they're also tasty. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've considered that, but I've, not, I've never actually been a big fisherman. Like never go out to you know three hour, four hour uh, you know fishing excursion. Sure. It's just hasn't been my thing. Yeah. See, I, I've I've always enjoyed fishing, but certainly you know I'm a catch and release guy unless I pretty much intend to mm -hmm. eat them. You know, I, if I'm gonna eat it, then certainly I'll keep it. But you know, I, I've definitely uh, fishing is a passion of mine. But that's kind oh, cool. of you know I like the deep sea life as well, and that's what kind of like yeah. drew me into wanting to be a diver or and try to get more involved with that. My uh, stepfather, who is a um, uh, also a retired uh, firefighter is also scuba certified so you know I may try to set up a trip with him and just get like you said get that ball rolling and just go where do you live where do you live um, we're in Richmond place? Virginia um, oh, so okay. the closest place probably Virginia Beach you know what I mean so right right have you right. ever been to Virginia Beach I think did you ever uh, have you been to Richmond before I have I have been to Richmond yeah we have a uh, fam uh, family in Powhatan Pow that's where my folks live that's interesting yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow, that's so, what a small world. Yeah, and we uh, we vacation in the Outer Banks every year. Down, okay. Down in, uh, yeah, in Duck, down in Duck. I know. Uh, I'm familiar with Duck. I'm going to Outer Banks next weekend for Fourth of July weekend, so that'll be. Kind where, of where are you staying? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's actually a campground with my folks. She's sending oh, cool. me the address and all that stuff, so I'm looking forward hey, to that. I forget the name of the city that she told me it was, but you know, I think I, it's usually she, south, usually further south. We go to the north end, uh -huh. and I don't think there's too many campgrounds. I think you got to go down south. Okay. It's a little more it's, it's 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 more elbow room it's more relaxing it's sure. yeah you're, you're gonna have a good time man that's great yeah i look forward to it i have a two-year-old daughter and it'll be kind of the first uh -huh. time that she kind of gets to go out that way so i think she'll have a blast with it so we back. started our trips to the, we started our trips to the outer banks when my daughter was born we said and it's it's been that yearly thing she's going to be 16 this year okay. we did it every year since she was one that's um awesome. yeah yeah we love it down there love it. but richmond's great too richmond's so i've um I wanted to ask you this because I believe I took a look at your social media profile, but I may have been mistaken. But did you go to King's Dominion? No. Okay. All right. Maybe no. I did. Maybe I missed saw, saw that somewhere else. But I could have sworn I was like, oh, that's what you know made me want to ask you that because I know this. Oh, you mean you mean the park? Yeah. We did. We did Bush Gardens one year and uh -huh. went and did uh, um, the Great Wolf Lodge. Right. We would we would stop. Oh, okay. Like, when my daughter was younger, uh -huh. and actually for most of the years we would stop halfway on our Outer Banks trip. Uh huh. Um, and we did. Yeah, like I said Bush Gardens the one year, the, the Great Wolf Lodge. A couple years. One year there was a hurricane and we got kicked out. So we actually left and went to the Great Wolf Lodge because we got kicked out early. Um, <laughs> you know, hurricanes are, are part of the game down there. Sometimes yeah, that's true. <laughs> unfortunate part, but it is, it's reality. Uh, yeah. So do your family get involved with yoga and stuff? You know, you're talking about the daughter. Is she involved with it? Is your, is your wife yeah. there? Yeah, good question. Good. My wife, yes. Um, and not recently since the shutdown, but sure. right before the shutdown, my wife, daughter, and I were uh, going to a class on it was either Tuesday or Wednesday night, uh -huh. and it was the first time that we'd ever started doing that. I think we went about four or five times, and uh, and then the shutdown happened. Yeah, of course. Um, so my daughter did start keep working out. She did a workout with uh, my my son's girlfriend, and so she kept working out. But uh, so yeah, my wife has done the yoga. Uh -huh. you know, she belongs to the school. She hasn't caught on to the or, or really taken by the um, Zoom yoga, doing it from uh -huh. home. 
Um, so hopefully once we get back in the studio, uh, you know, she will. So do you in. think there's a stigma with men doing yoga sometimes? Cause it seems to be dominated prim primarily by women from what I can tell. Now, maybe that's a myth, yeah. but you know, I've noticed that. Do you ever feel any kind of way or like, do you feel it's an embrace for men to join or what do you think about that? No, I'd rather, I'd rather be in a room with more girls than guys. No, so certainly. That's, that's yeah, I agree with, <laughs> I you, agree know, with just, you. Nah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I, uh, I played racquetball uh, for a while for about four or five years and, uh, -huh. uh and my, one of my wife's, one of the people my wife works with had a reaction like that. Like, uh -huh. oh, isn't that like, that's not a manly thing. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. That seemed like a kind of an 80s interpretation. Yeah. But, uh no, no, I never thought about that. And, and I don't know if anybody else does it. That's their thoughts. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely thought about that before a couple of times. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to be the only guy in the room. Not that it's not a nice thing to be the only guy Why in the not? room. I Why mean, not? Not, I don't know. I you mean, need to rethink that. You need to rethink <laughs> that thought process, my friends. Rethink that thought process. Yeah, yeah that's funny. <laughs> But you know, I even, always... even as you said it, even as you said it, you're kind of like, wait a second, why? Yeah, no, it is, it's true. I've always thought of like, why do I don't know if I want to be the only guy in the room, but no, I mean, I just, I, I think I'd really just need to buckle down and just give it a shot, you know, because it is something that I think I would like to do, kind of just find a little bit more relaxed in place with everything going on in the world today, to be able to take a step away from that. What even if it's just five minutes to decompress and disconnect, I think that's. Well, you know what? The other thing you got to remember too: people have a thought of what yoga is, and they think it's 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 um, not intense. You can do intense. Like when I was like three weeks ago, when I was really, I was doing intense workouts. Like mm -hmm. I had to change my shirt halfway through because I was sweating so much. Wow. So if you get into it, you can make it. Like you know, you think it's not a manly thing, right? Oh no, you watch what some of these people do; it's more manly than half the people. And I've heard, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, so and that's the thing: you learn how to you learn how to. Give your body as much or as, as, as little as you can, uh -huh. and it's, it's a better control over your your thoughts, your feelings, and your physical body. It, mm -hmm. It's it, it's highly highly beneficial in many ways. Right, and let me this. I don't know if you know about this. Maybe you've heard of it just through being uh, in yoga and things like that. But there's this one guy that I used to watch on YouTube or seen articles written about him, and I was really intrigued by him. But what he would do is could go into really ice cold water, but through meditation he would give off enough heat to where it wouldn't uh, he wouldn't get hypothermia or freeze and he would actually they would take his temperature and see that no his temperature was fine do you think that's through meditation or some kind of birth type that like you know ability that he gained I mean, I've heard, we've heard stories uh, the stories of yogis and sages that have done things of you know things the same way um, yeah. you know and that's the, the, the more um, uh, a pedestrian is, is the cold dunk Right, people, uh -huh. that's very popular now is doing the cold dunk in the morning of, of just jumping into water and cold oh, water. Uh -huh. Tony, Tony Robbins does that, and, okay. and that's and that's it's similar. It's not quite as intense as what you're talking about, right? Uh -huh. But that's still kind of like just kind of shocking the system, and and yeah, I, mean, I think I think that could be could be practical. I'm not up to it yet, uh -huh. uh, but what you're talking about, it's 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 yeah, it's, it's, it does it doesn't sound it kind of. Boggles the mind. Is that yeah, really no, possible? that's exactly what he did for me. I'm like, dude, that's yeah. pretty badass. Like, I kind of want to yeah. try that a little. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I guess that's what kind of got me really into it. Now, maybe I'm kind of, you know, stretching kind of far there. But, you know, that's what really drew my attention to meditation and stuff. I was like, wow, if you can achieve that through meditation is what this guy claimed. I was like, that would be pretty badass, you know? Like, that would be pretty cool if you could do stuff like that. You should, you should read the book Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. That's... That's kind of like the be all end all for for yoga yogi books. Uh -huh. um, yeah, you check that out. Autobiography of a Yogi. It's you, got so many. It, yeah, it's Paramahansa Yogananda is his name. Um, and there's so many mind blowing stories that he tells in there. And uh -huh. uh, if you you can believe it or not believe it, um, right. but it's, it's really interesting reading. Um, and if you wanted to get a 
good foundation in yoga, what it's about, give that a read. Or at least give a couple chapters sure. and see if it catches you. Autobiography of a Yogi. Really good book. It sounds really cool. I mean, I'm definitely intrigued by it all. It's something that I want to really get into. Um, and then you've got me inspired to do a, a scuba trip here too. I may take my daughter, but you know, she's really young. What did your uh, daughter, what age did you get her involved in scuba? Uh, well, she, she always snorkels. She did, um, she did go scuba diving in Key Largo. Oh, I forgot. We went to Key Largo last year. That, that's a place I forgot to mention okay. to Kevin that we, we dove in. Um, so she would just do snorkeling with us instead uh -huh. of scuba diving. And that might be the way for you to start too, is just go, you know, do some more snorkeling trips. To see if you want to spend that much time underwater or if you're you know and your daughter right. can probably do snorkeling too if you you know yeah. do onshore on not a two but you know, yeah she's only it, two it's years, years old so she's she's quite tiny but it's something that like i know yeah. i probably shouldn't re rush her growing up because you know I, I she's already growing mm -hmm. up fast as possible but i'm like yeah. like looking forward to the day we can do those activities together and stuff you know i'm like i can't wait uh, until we can go out there and you know i'm looking forward to that type of stuff we, we went down to the key largo trip uh the first night we got there uh we we were we got a golf cart with the house we were in and um we were getting ready to go down and watch Watch the sunset, and mm -hmm. for the, my daughter drove us. Right, wife and I had a few drinks. Like, yeah, we shouldn't drive. So, my, my fifteen year old daughter drove the golf cart. It was one of those moments. <laughs> where I was like, you know, where's my two year old girl? Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. Down, 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 to the, down to the sunset, and she felt cool. You know, of yeah. course, driving the golf cart is neat. It's 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 a fun process. Enjoy it. Uh, there's great moments waiting on this end. I have a fifteen yeah. year old girl and a twenty four year old boy. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the that age is, is two is is fantastic. Uh, definitely, <laughs> don't rush it. Don't rush yeah, it. Yeah, I try don't not to, that. you know. But she, you know, it's just I like I said, I look forward to the days that I can do a lot more of that stuff with her. You know, I look, I'm really yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. And then when it comes to scuba, another thing that I kind of am interested by is like I mentioned talking to you, asking if you found any treasures and stuff like that. I'm kind of into that aspect of it, like metal detecting uh, on the sea and stuff like mm. that. Like that's kind of some of the stuff that I would really like to get involved in um i feel like it's some kind of I, i'm probably sure just hearing you talk i would probably get excitement just by scuba but i would think like i'm kind of looking for that rush of finding something or you know like i struck gold you know that'd be awesome yeah. feeling. you know the problem is you probably have to be more of a tech technical diver to do that and that's really hard that that's really? where it's physically physically taxing and you have to uh, yeah not to say you couldn't do it brother. right no <laughs> no i understand well what does that mean like what is the technical aspect what do you mean by that so so when you dive at a certain level, you usually dive 30, 40, 50 feet for regular dives, then you go down 90, 100 for deep dives. Uh -huh. Once you start diving deep, 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 um, it, it's a whole different ballgame. The air goes quicker, uh, your, your, your faculties go quicker, um, you know, you could get, uh, you could get um, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's much, much more dangerous. Really? Uh, and it's, you just really have to be uh, more focused, more trained. Uh, it's just more difficult. It's, right. it's, it's and for me that would take away some of the fun, you know. Right. Now I think you're probably thinking more scuba diving at 20 feet, picking up pearls out of. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I would really like some. I, I think I'd like some more, like uh, you know, they say most of the uh, the sea has got more money in it than uh, the you know the the world population or something along those lines. I don't quote me yeah, on that, yeah. but it's something like that. So not, I'm not necessarily saying do it for the money <laughs> aspect, but some of like the old coins and things like that i would really hmm. like to collect and hold on to sure. and i think that Absolutely. would be something really really cool to be a part of you know I've, I've always been intrigued by the deep sea like i've seen some of those i guess you probably can't get deep enough for some of that stuff but like that fish with the little light bulb over his head and stuff yeah. like that well, you, you, gotta know? Get, you gotta get one of those uh, james cameron uh, you know vehicle <laughs> things that go down yeah you know, down, down deep <laughs> yeah i guess that's when it starts really getting expensive you want to talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple million dollars a day or, yeah. or 
<laughs> yeah, I know it's expensive too when you start getting into that kind of world of it. You know, that's where it really starts to get expensive. Where it just, I mean, I couldn't imagine spending, you know, a couple hundred grand or a million dollars each day just to run your operation. I know, right? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> so, 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 your two year old daughter, your only, your only child? Yes, yeah, that's my only yeah, child. Yeah. Um, I, I've, like I said, I try not to rush it. Um, she's mm. growing up really quickly. Uh, her birthday is actually next month. She's, she's almost two. She'll be two on July 11th. So oh. a couple weeks away here. We're going to do like a whole little. My girl's July 20th. My, my, my daughter's pretty birthday. close. <laughs> well, check this out. We were supposed to be going to Grand Cayman for her 16th birthday. And now it's canceled. Because of the lockdowns and everything? The country's closed until uh, uh, September 1st. No one can go into Grand Cayman. The airport's closed until September 1st. That's a bummer. So, yeah. Yeah, so we have to we're replan my my girl's sweet sixteen party. Unfortunately, we're oh. gonna go for a week, bring a friend. Like, uh, so close. But, yeah. You know? Is there anything else you've done to cope with the lockdown and stuff like that? How have you gotten through it all? Is it just a meditation or what else? Have you done? Uh, well, How one you one thing that helped me that happened early on was um um so so my wife was repurposed right. She's a doctor of audiology. She that that stopped, and then she had to start taking calls at the call center for lab results for 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 the COVID. Okay. Uh, and then at the same time. A woman in my town posted that she, her aunt got repurposed and she was going to be driving her aunt to the White Plains Hospital every day. Mm -hmm. And she said, she posted, if I'm going to do this, I want to make you make use of this trip. Right. So she said, I want to try to gather goods or cards or whatever and bring it down to the hospital every day. So I saw that and I was like, yeah, let's, let's, that's great. So I, I, I contacted her. We formed a group called the Mayapak Compassion Warriors. Mm -hmm. And every, almost every day for, uh, I want to say six, seven weeks, Kevin, I would meet her at 5 45 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I would collect, collect, Goods from family, friends, get money and go shopping. Um, you know, things good for the nurses and doctors. Individual drinks, individual snack packs, candy bar, can, not candy bars, but you know, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, treats and, and sure. chips to uh, keep them going. Uh, and, and people were baking brownies and kids were making cards. And mm -hmm. it was, it was really, it was inspiring. Um, it was and every day. So every day uh, or, or five days a week, right? Uh, I would do that. I'd go out and meet her. And it's just a great way to start the day. Right. Uh, just give something to somebody else that you know is going to try to make their day a little better in the middle of this shit show. Sure. Uh, and then after a few weeks, I found out that she was, she was delivering it to the NICU at the hospital. I was going mm. to where the freaking kids are being taken care of. So right. it's mental, you know, and uh, so that helped me. That helped me a lot um, right. to get through just to be able to find something to not only give my energy to, to help, but also uh, to, you know, help other people help. Right. No, that, I think that's the best so way like, to do oh my it. God, what do I do here? And it's like, mm -hmm. you know what, get a box of Rice Krispie treats, bring it over, get a box of Cheez-Its and let's, let's give it to the nurses for a day. Right. You know, and I think people were able to feel good about trying to be able to contribute to that. So that, that was, that helped me a lot. That makes sense. Uh, I, I did a, some similar things. The podcast has really helped me out as well. You know, putting in me some too. work. Yeah. And I know you have yeah. your own podcast as well. Where can people find your podcast at? You know, I want you to be able to plug the show and yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So it's, it's Dooner's Guide Through Mirkwood, right? So I'm Mike Dooner Muldoon. So mm -hmm. it's Dooner's Guide Through Mirkwood. Mirkwood is the mystical forest from the Hobbit, okay. right? from the Tolkien novel, right? So I didn't know I, that. I, I, so that's interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So it's, it's all connected. Uh, so it's, it's um yeah, Dooner's Guide Through Mirkwood. It's on YouTube. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Buzzsprout. And uh, yeah, I got 25 episodes out. I've had uh, Frank Zappa's lead singer, Rick Willis, on twice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had Ed Palermo on. I had William Hung from the American Idol on. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. William Hung was a great guy. Really, really, really nice. Really sweet. Really sweet and uplifting. And yeah, he's he's great. I, I would recommend getting him on. And then recently, I've been getting <coughs> some amazing musicians. Uh, so Ken Tucker. Ken Tucker from Indiana. Hey, Ken. How you doing, brother? Amazing bluesman. Uh, he's my blues brother from another mother. Uh, I just had him on the other day. And then I had... Um, uh, 
I'm, I'm blanking now. Sarah Parada uh, from up in Kingston. She's another amazing artist. Uh, you know, look her up on YouTube um, and, or, or on my channel. Blue to Gold, her video is, is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, very Natalie Merchant, just just amazing voice, amazing piano playing. Uh, she's working on a new album that's coming out at the end of the summer. Uh, and then I had Ashlyn Smith, who is Ken Tucker's 10-year-old cousin, who's a phenomenal guitar player from Kentucky. So I t Ken was on when he was in Florida. He was driving home to Indiana. He stopped in Kentucky, and I did a show with his uh, with his cousin, who's I'm telling you, Kevin, ten years old. This girl could sing and play like you wouldn't believe. Really? Uh, and this is all within the last week. I've had all these folks right. on. So uh, today I had a uh, Jamie Martinez on, who's a riot. He's one of like Willis's uh, managers, and um, yeah, all of a sudden all these great musicians are coming out that I'm, I'm able right. to have on my show and help support. So uh, yeah, that's awesome, and especially the times like this where a lot of musicians are struggling to you know, you know make ends meet or whether you know whatever mm -hmm. that medium is. So uh, that's an awesome way that you can do that. So that's pretty bad. Yeah, and that's one thing I want to try to do is use my platform to help any yoga teachers, artists, musicians, right. like you're saying, you know, if there's anything I can do by listening to your music or saying your names, you know, let me know because uh, right. it's, it's, they are having a hard time right now. Sure, absolutely. And when you, I heard you talking about playing guitar and stuff. How did you learn guitar? Because I play a little bit. Yeah, I play a little bit, but I've only done acoustic. And you know, there's a lot. Like I'm probably you're probably way farther along than I am. But I've only been I've been playing on and off for maybe two years or so. You know, so I not played, quite I as played long. lead guitar. I played lead guitar in a Zappa cover band. So yeah, yeah I'm exactly. No, a lot of ahead of me. A lot ahead of me, man. I started playing in second grade. I started. I went to Catholic school. Uh -huh. I started playing guitar in second grade. I took lessons from the um, the woman who was the head of the um, the band in the church, uh -huh. and and her son was my age. So we started playing music together, making music together. We were in seventh grade, had a band together. Mm -hmm. uh, we performed Stairway to Heaven in the eighth grade talent show. <laughs> um, it was the first, like, I, I played the whole solo. Yeah, like, classic I, I, song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I learned, like, we played Yes Roundabout. So I was playing some pretty progressive stuff at a young age. And then I got into more heavy punk, you know, punk and metal bands after that. And then uh, I took a break after high school and then did the Zappa band after college. And now I'm starting to play again. I just, I just got her. This is my new guitar, Charlena. Charlena. Uh, <laughs> so Frank Zappa just released a new box set uh, from, well, from 1970 from uh -huh. the Eddie in the band, and is kind of the lead single on it. So I got this three weeks ago, uh -huh. and I was trying to figure out what her name was, and I was playing some Zappa the other day, and it just came to me. So, it's a cool nice-looking guitar, man. It looks yeah, really nice. She plays like like you wouldn't believe that. It's, it's right. awesome. Fun. I'm in love with Charlena. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell your wife. <laughs> yeah, she's a bad wife. I love you, Mandy. I love you more than Charlena. Don't worry. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's that's pretty. That's awesome, man. Well, look, uh, we're getting here towards the end of the show. Um, I'm actually gonna be uh, giving away a gift card to my audience uh, after oh, cool. we have you. Uh, have you on um so uh hey, again can you tell everybody where to find your show one more time i want to make sure people know where to find you so they can keep up with you and see how you're yeah and come find me at dooner's guide through murkwood on youtube that's okay. d-o-o-n-e-r-s through okay. t-r-o-u-g-h okay and that's i'll put that link i'll actually find uh pull up your youtube and i'll put the link in the description so everybody, cool, everybody can find it as well um but dude it was a real pleasure speaking with you hearing a little bit you gave me some insight wanted to see, you know got me wanting to get involved into yoga um it's something i've oh, been man. trying to do but i've never spoken to anybody about it it's like been a thought of mine you know something i wanted to get involved with but i never heard anybody's you know like uh really talk about it or find the information so it's kind of good to hear you from 
from you and kind of get your perspective on it, especially from a man, you know, so I can relate to it a little bit and kind of get your take on it all. Well, so. I'll tell you what, here, I, my, my yoga studio offers online classes like all throughout the week, right? Okay. Here's, here's my offer. I'll give you one of I have a card. Uh -huh. I'll give you one of my classes. You can come from your house, you uh -huh. dial in, we'll do a yoga class together with my yoga studio. Okay. I would appreciate that. You have my email. You do as there, little so. as much as you want. I've, I've literally been on one of these Zooms and like I'll just lay there because I'm not feeling it sometimes. Sure. You know, but, but yeah. So it's, it's, but yeah, it's on me. I'll, I'll pay for you to come to class. Well, dude, that is very awesome. I appreciate <laughs> that so much. Let's keep in touch. Let's keep in touch. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. a real pleasure speaking with you, Mike. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have had you on the show. I'm definitely uh, looking forward to speaking with you in the future, keeping in contact. Maybe you can come on again and kind of give us an update on your uh, when you do get to go on your trip here, your, sweet, your daughter's mm -hmm. sweet 16. Maybe tell us how that trip goes. Absolutely, man. Or you got to come on my show too, brother. Oh, absolutely. I'd love yeah. to do it. I'd love to yeah. do it. Well, thanks for uh, coming in. I'll get with you after the show and uh, make sure you're all squared away. And uh, I Come appreciate back. your time today, okay? Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye -bye. Namaste. All right, everybody. So that was Mike Muldoon. Hope you guys enjoyed him. It seemed like he had some good information to kind of share with everybody. Um, you know, gave some good insight if you're into scuba and, you know, want, that's something you wanted to get involved in or even getting involved in yoga. That'd be pretty cool. So uh, it was nice to have him on. Um, but this is the part of the show that I want to give away the uh, gift card. Um, so there was a couple of ways you could have entered if you went in like the K2 podcast page, which we did have uh, a handful of people go and like that page. Um, and then we also had people who already liked the page. Those people are entered. Also, for people who shared uh, the video last week, um, who also commented or liked on the video, they were also entered. Um, so I'm actually going to bring up the little uh, name contest thing that I have pulled up here. Let me bring it up and show you what it looks like. So it's like this little spinny wheel here. It has the list of all the names of the people that are entered in the contest. If you see somebody's name entered more than once, um, then that is because they had multiple entries into the contest. So as you can see, uh, you may see a name more than once. If you do see that name more than once, it's not to create an unfair advantage. But if you liked the K2 page, liked the video and shared it, that was three entries into the contest. So you may see a couple of names twice. But what we're going to do here is go ahead and spin this wheel and I'll contact the person after the show um, of who the winner is. So, wow, looks like Dennis Bradley actually won the gift card. Um, so I will be reaching out to Dennis and letting him know that he's actually the winner. Um, I'm actually shocked by that because there was about 40 names in there. And uh, Dennis is a, a watcher of the show every week. And he's always like, when am I going to get that gift card? So he actually wins it this week. So good luck or uh, congratulations to Dennis Bradley. Um, that's going to be it for our show, guys. Uh, it's not a whole lot of content here for you tonight. I don't want to take up too much more of your time this evening. Um, but I hope everybody got a little bit of information out of uh, Mike Maldoon. Uh, you can follow him uh, at his podcast, uh, and I will link it in the description below. So you may not see it there right now, but I'll go back and edit it so that way you can find his podcast. But I hope everybody has a wonderful Monday. I appreciate you guys tuning in for our 17th episode. It's hard to believe it's been uh, four months now that we've been doing the show. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, you, as always, 
Please subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Hit that like button for me. If you hit that like button, it lets me know you enjoy this type of content and uh, where I can direct the show to make sure it's enjoyable for you guys to watch. But uh, that's going to be it for tonight's show. Uh, You guys take care, and thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Um, I actually have some other guests lined up coming in the coming weeks. Um, Next week, I may have a guest on. I'm still kind of working out a little bit of the scheduling with that, um, with my schedule and the guest schedule. But nonetheless, there will be a show.